You're listening to Campus Review Radio. I'm Patrick Avenol and I'm the news editor for Campus Review. Richard James is the director of the Melbourne Centre for the Study of Higher Education at the University of Melbourne. The centre has released a new essay collection titled Visions for Australian Tertiary Education, co-edited by James with colleagues Sarah French and Paula Kelly. The report is comprised of 26 essays across 12 chapters. I spoke with James about this publication and I started by asking him for an overview of its purpose and contents. So in 2013, the Centre for the Study of Higher Education published a similar volume. In fact, I think it was 2013, might have been 2012. And that was edited by Simon Marginson, who was with us at the time. Um, Our intention then was much the same as it is now, and that is we want to put on the table some of the big issues that we feel the Australian tertiary uh, education sector needs to be grappling with. But what we've done this time round is we're very much focused on forward-looking chapters. So we handpicked our authors and the brief to them uh, was to, to look forward, not to be bemoan present problems or challenges, but to come up with some ideas and directions and solutions, if you like. So hence the idea of the the Visions title um, for the volume. So we think it's an important set of essays. We wanted to make it a a good read and we wanted to make it something that would stimulate some discussion uh, within the tertiary sector. And I have to say, so far so good, because we got a pretty good response to um, to, to yesterday's um, release. So it's a fairly comprehensive analysis of um, some of the big issues for the tertiary sector, but it's a finite volume, of course, so sadly some things um, aren't in there. Um, it's, it's probably missing a detailed analysis of Indigenous higher education. Um, it certainly doesn't have a chapter on, on engagement or um, knowledge transfer or third stream activities and probably would have been good to have something of that kind. But overall, we think it's a, it's a sweeping, uh, provocative set of essays. There are 26 authors that have contributed. Are you able to uh, provide an overview of what some of the topics were that they covered? We invited a large number of authors. Many of them, of course, are centred around the University of Melbourne and the Centre for the Study of Higher Education and the LH Martin Institute. The others are what I would describe as friends of the Centre for the Study of Higher Education. So there's some very important um, chapters in this volume. If I were to pick out one, I would pick out the first chapter, the first essay, which is about how we might create a better better policy framework um, for uh, differentiation of providers within the higher education, tertiary education sector. And that's co-authored by Leo G, as we call him from the LH Martin Institute, the director of the LH Martin, Lynn Massaro, Lynn Leake and Alan Pettigrew. There's, as might be expected, a a, uh, chapter on funding. Uh, Very difficult, of course, to produce a volume of this kind without uh, some commentary on the financing architecture, and there's a fine essay on this by Will Croucher, Jonathan Chu, and, and Peter Noon. Some of the other chapters pick 
up what we think are major decision points, if you like, for the tertiary education sector in Australia. Uh, there are chapters on uh, micro-credentialing and the way in which forms of credentialing are evolving to meet student and community needs. Um, there's an excellent chapter by Gregor Kennedy, Linda Corrin and Paula DeBarber on learning, learning analytics, the, the big data that we now have available to us on how students go about um, their learning. Andrew Norton uh, has contributed a chapter on the changing character of labour markets in Australia and how universities might be more responsive uh, to labour markets. There's a chapter that's titled um, Standards and Quality in Australian Higher Education by Pip Patterson from the University of Sydney and a former Melbourne colleague, of course. And whilst it, it's about standards and quality, the, uh, the, the underlying theme really is one of academic leadership. And uh, a chapter on internationalisation, once again, very hard to do a volume of this kind without um, commentary on internationalisation and where do we go with that from here. Uh, and, and finally, a chapter on uh, workforce architecture and one of the big challenges, I suppose, for the higher education and tertiary education sector um, is how do we, how do we reimagine uh, the kind of staffing models that we need to deliver, uh, deliver the, um, the new relationship that we have with communities. Overall, would you say that the essays raise problems or provide solutions? I think they strike a nice balance between raising problems and offering solutions. Um, I mean, logically, they do need to have some commentary on what people see to be the issues and um, the challenges. But the explicit brief to our authors was come up with some ideas, put some provocative ideas on the table. Um, dream large, if you like. Uh, we didn't want ideas that are unfeasible. Uh, we wanted um, uh, ideas that policymakers and institutional leaders might respond to. Who should read this report? We'd like to think that um, anyone with an interest in the future of Australian tertiary education would find something useful in, in this volume. So the, the obvious target audiences are uh, policymakers, government, institutional leaders. Um, and the research community that, that keeps an eye on what's going on in uh, an evolving world of tertiary education in Australia and around the world. There, there seems to be, looking from the outside in, quite a bit of stasis or inertia in how sort of tertiary education is dealt with at state and federal government level. There seems to be a lot of gridlock. Do you foresee uh, that changing based upon your, your reading of these essays? One of, I guess one of our motives for preparing this volume is that we believe there's not enough imaginative thinking about policy directions in Australia. We we've, have been in a kind of policy gridlock or policy stasis, and that's largely around um, funding architecture. So, in a sense, Patrick, we're, we're trying to um, throw down the gauntlet once again, as Leo and I write in the forward. Uh, we, we can't 
claim, of course, that we have all of the answers. And we, and we can't claim that this volume alone will stimulate um, some creative, imaginative policy thinking. But we'd like to make an intellectual contribution to stimulating and, and sustaining a, a different kind of debate within Australia. When you go to do this exercise again in five or six years, what do you foresee as being some of the, the issues that are on the agenda in the future? Oh, well, what a question. How difficult. Um, I, I think in five years' time, the changing core structures and changed credentials and the, and the different relationship between tertiary providers and students and other stakeholders will, will be the, the primary policy points primary leadership points for Australian tertiary education. I think that by, by 2020, 2025, perhaps, we'll start to see radically different forms of delivery and different forms of credentials in Australian tertiary education. Uh, so if I, had to, if I had to have a wager on this, that's what I think would be a major theme in, in the next, um, next iteration of this volume. Richard, is there anything you'd like to add? Um, no, possibly not. We we really do want to um, get some discussion going in the sector, as I said before. So we wanted a forward-looking volume. We wanted a good read, and we wanted to make it um, free to the Australian tertiary education sector. We definitely wanted to focus it on tertiary education rather than higher education, because that's what we think is the is the future for our thinking about um, post-secondary. And where can people go to read this report? So the report can be um, downloaded freely from the Centre for the Study of Higher Education website. So it's very easily Google.